Two Strangers and a podcast. Ever wondered what would two strangers talk about? We meet a lot of people everywhere on the flight, on the train, on a bus, probably walking on the road. But when two strangers meet, there's one thing they always talk about. That's conspiracy theories. Here's a brand new podcast just glorifying everything about conspiracy theories and it's called Two Strangers and a Podcast. For our very first episode, let's talk about the disappearance of Malaysian Airlines Flight 370. MH370 was a scheduled international passenger flight operated by Malaysian Airlines that disappeared on 8th March 2014. Did it really happen in 2014? It feels like a Mandela effect. But why do you feel that? If my memory serves right, it happened somewhere around 2017, 18. I think I have the answer for this. Malaysian Airlines MH370 search was one of the largest in aviation history. It happened over a period of 3-4 years. In 2016 there was a lot of news about it. In 2017 there was always a lot of news about it. 2018 the conspiracy theories started coming out. I think that's the reason why you feel as though it happened in 2016 or 17. Actually, it happened on 8th March 2014. Might be the reason. While Malaysian Airlines MH370 was flying from Kuala Lumpur International Airport to its destination Beijing Capital International Airport. It was the Boeing 777-200 ER aircraft with 227 passengers and 12 crew members on board. The Boeing 777-200 ER aircraft last communicated with air traffic control around 38 minutes after takeoff while it was over the South China Sea. MH370 was lost from ATC radar screens which is air traffic control radar screens minutes later. Wasn't it tracked by military radar for another hour? Yes, it was. It was found to be deviating westwards from its planned flight path crossing the Malay Peninsula and the Andaman Sea. Why didn't the Malaysian military act immediately when the flight disappeared? Well, why didn't the Malaysian military actually react faster? That question will always remain unanswered. With 227 passengers and 12 crew members on board, MH370 was one of the deadliest disasters in aviation history. that was just surpassed by its own airlines Malaysian Airlines flight 17 which was shot down while flying over eastern ukraine just 4 months later two flights same airlines definitely there is something suspicious well to answer that question Malaysian Airlines was already battling with significant financial problems but the combined financial loss from these two flights pushed it over the edge So Malaysian Airlines was later renationalized by the Malaysian government in December 2014. So was it done purposefully? Was it? I really don't know. That's a conspiracy theory. Mhm. Fine. Let's get back to MH370. What do you want to know? Now, let's talk about the fuel. Malaysian Airlines MH370 took off at 12:42 Malaysian time from runway 32. It was a planned flight duration of 5 hours and 34 minutes which would consume an estimated 37200 kgs of jet fuel but the aircraft actually carried extra fuel 49100 grams of fuel to be precise including reserves which allowed an endurance time of 7 hours and 31 minutes 
What if it was hijacked by someone whose final destination was at a distance of 6 hours 50 minutes from where MH370 disappeared? 6 hours 50 minutes from South China Sea. Do you know in all possible directions there are so many countries? But on the map if you were to look very closely at a distance of 6 hours and 50 minutes is the United States secret military base Diego Garcia. So did it fly to Diego Garcia? Did it? What's there in Diego Garcia? To actually answer this question, you should actually know what is Diego Garcia. Diego Garcia comprises of a group of islands just in the Indian Ocean. It is a British colonial territory, but the United States uses it for military purposes. Many of us have heard the name Camp Justice, but do you know where it comes from? The United States military facilities on Diego Garcia have been known informally as Camp Justice. And after renaming it in July 2006, it's now known as Camp Thunder Cove. So did MH370 land in Diego Garcia? What did they do with those 239 people on board? No idea. But did you know that United States military activities in Diego Garcia have caused friction between India and the United States in the past? Various political parties in India repeatedly have called for the military base to be dismantled as they saw United States naval presence in Diego Garcia as a hindrance to the peace in Indian Ocean. In the recent years, relations between India and United States have improved dramatically. But never have they ever bought up Diego Garcia. Wonder why? Why? That's a conspiracy. Well, let's talk about the next conspiracy. Is the Boeing aircraft actually safe? To answer this question, we should look briefly at the history of the Boeing 777 aircraft, which was introduced in 1994 and has an excellent safety record since its first commercial flight in 1995. Then, this aircraft still has suffered five other hull losses. The first one, the British Airways Flight 38 in 2008, a cockpit fire in the parked Egypt Air Flight 667 at Cairo International Airport in 2011, the crash of Asiana Airlines Flight 214 in 2013, Malaysian Airlines Flight 17, which was shot down over Ukraine, killing all 298 people on board in July 2014. And in August 2016, when Emirates Flight 521 crashed while landing at Dubai International Airport and began burning. Well, let's try to crack the mystery. But before that, what was the final message that Malaysian Airlines heard from the flight? Malaysian Airlines' final message came from the Lumpur radar, which said, Malaysian 370, contact Ho Chi Minh 120.9. Good night. And Flight 370 replied, Good night, Malaysian 370. Actually, the crew was expected to signal air traffic control in Ho Chi Minh City as it passed into the Vietnamese airspace just north of the point from where the contact was lost. The captain of another aircraft attempted to contact the crew of Malaysian 370 shortly after 1.30 using something called the International Air Distress Frequency, IAD. The captain said that he was able to establish communication but only heard mumbling and static. Calls made to flight MH370's cockpit at 2.39 a.m. and 7.13 a.m. were unanswered but acknowledged by the aircraft's SDU. 
flight took off at 12:42 a.m. at night. All contact was lost 38 minutes later. At exactly 6 hours 50 minutes later, before all the fuel ran dry, it acknowledged a transmission to the cockpit. All of this is perfectly timed, isn't it? Exactly. So that's the conspiracy theory, isn't it? Yes. Was it Diego Garcia? Six hours, fifty minutes later, how did the cockpit acknowledge a transmission? That's the bigger question. Nobody has answered till now. Now, tell me something about the passenger manifest. The aircraft was carrying twelve Malaysian crew members and two twenty-seven passengers from fourteen different countries. Six from Australia, two from Canada, one fifty-three from China, four from France, five from India, seven from Indonesia, two from Iran, fifty from Malaysia, one from Netherlands, two from New Zealand, one from Russia, one from Taiwan, two from Ukraine, three from the United States. Altogether, including the crew, it is two thirty-nine people on board. On the day of the disappearance, Malaysian Airlines released the names of the nationalities of all the passengers and the crew based on the flight manifest. But then it was later modified to include two Iranian passengers traveling on stolen passports. Although everybody have cleared these two mysterious Iranian passengers, let me ask you a question: Why did they pick this flight, and why is that the flight they picked vanished without a trace? These two Iranians were cleared. They were not terrorists. They were just seeking asylum. Then, was it pilot suicide? Tell me something about the pilot and the co-pilot. The pilot in command was 53-year-old Captain Zahari Ahmed Shah from Penang. He joined Malaysian Airlines as a cadet pilot in 1981, and after training and receiving his commercial pilot's license, he became a second officer with the airline in 1983. He was promoted to captain of Boeing 737-400 airliners in 1991, captain of Airbus A330-300 in 1996, and captain of Boeing 777-200 in 1998. Zahari had a total of 18,365 hours of flying experience. Now let's come to the co-pilot. The co-pilot was 27-year-old first officer Farik Abdul Hamid. He joined Malaysian Airlines as a cadet pilot in 2007. After becoming a second officer in Boeing 737-400 airliner, he was promoted to first officer of Boeing 737-400 in 2010, and then transitioned to Airbus 330-300 in 2012. In November 2013, he began training as the first officer of Boeing 777-200 aircraft. Flight 370 was his final training flight, and he was scheduled to be examined on his next flight. So the co-pilot was inexperienced. Actually, everybody will just read the last bit of his training and jump to that conclusion. But actually, Farik had accumulated 2,763 hours of flying experience. He started in 2007. He wasn't inexperienced. So was it hacked by any chance? Now the bigger question remains that can a flight be hacked? Let me answer this question by referencing an independent article dated 17 May 2015. The article's title reads: "Computer expert hacked into plane and made it briefly fly sideways," according to FBI. Do you want to know more? Of course, I would love to. Chris Roberts of One World Labs in Denver was flying on the plane at the time it turned sideways, according to an FBI search warrant filed in April. The warrant was first publicized on Friday by APTN, a Canadian news service. 
Roberts told the FBI he had hacked into planes 15 to 20 times, according to court documents first made public on 15th May 2015. Robert first made news in April of 2015 when he was told that he couldn't fly on United Airlines flights because of the tweets he had made about whether he could hack into the flight's onboard computer settings. In an interview dated 13th February 2015, Roberts told FBI agents that he had hacked into many Boeing aircrafts through their in-flight entertainment systems around 15 to 20 times. This happened somewhere in 2015. Malaysian Airlines MH370 disappeared on 8 March 2014. That means 15 to 20 times before could have happened somewhere in 2014 itself. So how can you guarantee the fact that this knowledge was not available on the dark web somewhere in 2014 itself that you could hack a flight via the in-flight entertainment system. Can he hack the flight from a remote distance? The hacker needs to be present inside the flight. Then was it suicide by hacker? Why would he do that? Since we're talking about conspiracy theory, let's talk about a mental disorder called Munchonson by proxy. Let me explain what Munchonson by proxy is. It's a condition where a caregiver, mostly a parent, creates the appearance of health problems in another person. It's typically a child. So this may include injuring the child, altering test samples. They then present the child as being extremely sick or injured. Person is always rushed to the hospital. It may cause permanent injury or death to the child. I'm saying this sick individual in the flight wanted to kill himself. He killed everyone with him. Moon Johnson by proxy. Six hours, 50 minutes of torturing people without an endless notion of knowing where the flight was heading. But then who was so cruel enough to actually torture those people for six hours, 53 minutes? You can't say a passenger did it. Was it a crew member? But doesn't this theory make sense? Among all, this makes little sense. Earlier, ships and planes have disappeared over the Bermuda Triangle. But nothing of this sort has ever happened over the South China Sea. And airlines with financial problems, two uninvited guests. And most importantly, the flight's SDU, which acknowledged the distress call at 7.13am, definitely covers a host of conspiracy for the conspiracy theorist. If you want to get in touch with us and talk about conspiracy theories, follow us on every social media platform there is. Two strangers and a podcast. It's unique, you see. We drop a new episode every Friday. Two strangers and a podcast.